You're listening to The Tech Box. Hello and welcome to episode 59 of The Tech Box. I'm joined this evening by Gavin from Gavin's Gadgets. Good evening, Gavin. Good evening, James. How are you? I'm very well. Uh, how's things uh, in your neck of the woods? You tend to get a little bit more extreme weather up there, don't you? Has it been sunny like down here? It's been very nice weather, although the forecast was, you know, sun for the whole day, and then suddenly you find it sort of decides to have a nice big downpour in the middle of the day. But um, it's still sunny now, looking at the sunset. It looks lovely. Ah, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. The sun's just going down here in Reading as well. So. Well, I should say, actually, uh, it's been a little while since we've uh, had you on the tech box and um, you've come into a rather interesting bit of tech. It's not often that a bit of tech comes along that is genuinely exciting and new and, dare we say, revolutionary. I think we can. Yeah. I think yeah, I think that sort of uh, gets to the truth of the matter. Yeah. So do you want to uh, tell us what your new toy is? Yeah, so if you haven't heard anything about this, I'd be very surprised. It's the Samsung Galaxy Z Fold 2 5G, or as I would call it, the Fold 2 going forward. Yeah. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I've had it a few days now, and uh, it's quite quite a very, a very interesting uh, piece of hardware. So I suppose that's the place to start, isn't it? I think um, when the first one came out, it was especially the first iteration of the first one where they kind of arguably rushed it out and it had lots of production problems and people were struggling with it. Um, Then they came out with the updated one that some people seem to keep for a little while. Now they've come up with this sort of, let's call it the third iteration, although officially it's like the second iteration how is the hardware and how easy is it to sort of live with? It's quite remarkable because obviously I was aware of the very, very first thing that Samsung put out that folded, which was a disaster, if you ask me. But this is just a very refined piece of hardware. It's, first of all, when you um, open the box, it's actually packaged flat, so it's unfolded, and you're just presented with this huge screen. And at first, you know, you've got that apprehension. Oh, I better be careful with this. Um, but it's 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 the te- the quality of the, uh, the the everything how it's manufactured, uh, the tolerances, the even the software is a lot better than you'd have thought. And Samsung have some very clever solutions to um, ha- you know making things work on a folding device. Hmm. So I suppose the the thing that I always think of with these folding things is what's the feel like on that central folding screen? So does it feel like a horrible plastic or um, does it feel like you're touching glass? I mean, I guess at the moment you've probably still got the initial factory fitted screen protector on, which would be plastic. Yeah, so the way I understand it, there's it's ultra thin glass, which is some you know, it's comp- composition of mixture of glass and whatever else to make it bend. And then they've put on top of that a factory fitted screen protector, which is really thin. I haven't taken it off. I just don't, and Samsung don't recommend you taking it off either. And to be honest, 
why would you take it off? It doesn't impair anything to do with how you use the device. Um, and I've used it probably more open than not. So it seems quiet, to be honest. It says don't, you know, don't um, leave keys, in, don't close it with keys inside or debris. Um, don't you, don't tap the screen with nails. Um, but it's, it seems, you know, much stronger than, than even I would have appreciated. And I have used the keyboard where you separate the two sides of the keyboard to the outer edges. So, oh, yeah. you're, sitting, so you're just, and that's the default Samsung keyboard. And I'm just, at first, it was a bit weird having half the keyboard on one side and half on the right. But you get used to it really quite quickly. And I've been now typing away and it's just, it's just, it's just not as fragile as you think. It's obviously I'm still trying to be careful because my concern is if this drops, it weighs, you know, I think it's 260 grams or something like that. It's, right. it's, it's and that's quite just, heavy, isn't it? It's quite heavy. Um, but you just think about gravity. So the he- you know the heavier something is, the faster it falls, the more it's, the harder it's going to hit. So you just that's the thing that I'm wary of. But it's it's fine, and because the I've got the bronze and it's it's fairly um, grippy because it's matte, so matte finish. It's not the black, which is uh, glossy. But I have got the official um, Samsung leather cover on it, which gives it even more grip and more protection when you put the actual phone down. Because it, the camera bump is then sort of not sticking up, if you know what I mean, it doesn't protrude out with the leather cover on. I think you need some form of cover because I didn't like it when you put it down on the surface and you've got those cameras sticking out. Mm, yeah. Um, that's the same with the Ultra because I had, um, well, I've got actually the. Um, Note 20, well, did have the Note 20 Ultra as well. So it's that had the same problem. You definitely had to have a case to raise the back to cover the camera module. Mm. It's interesting, isn't it? Because I got this um, uh, Pixel 4a with the full intention of using it naked. Yeah. Um, because it's, no, it's not a top-end device and it's made of plastic and it's got a Gorilla Grass 3 screen, which is, I think, was the one that they had on some of the m- sort of middle-of-the-road uh, iPhones, like the iPhone 4 and 5, which um, always tended to have a, a, a immaculate screens. So I'm quite, I've got quite a confidence uh, of this screen. Like, um, I think they use Gorilla Glass 3 on the front of the G6 as well. But I'm... I've put a glass screen protector on it and I've put a, a plastic TPU on it. So even though I have this desire to use these devices without cases and without screen protectors, I can't quite bring myself to do it. And I guess the the joy of having a, a £2,000 Galaxy Z Fold 2 would be to use it completely naked and to be quite laissez-faire with how you're using it, putting it down um, and not having to think twice about it. But I can imagine that because it is such a special device and it's uh, such a high value device that you can't help but sort of mollycoddle it a little bit. Yeah, I think, but I would have put a back cover, you know, I would have put something on the the back to, to make sure the back was level with the camera module because that means that when you use it in the mode where, you where it's flex where you just have it at 90 degrees the mm. open it up it's at 90 degrees you need to have the camera module flat on the back otherwise it kind of off balance a bit that makes sense not completely yeah. level but if you so, put the if you put the cameras on the on the 
back edge rather than the bottom edge, does it then just sort of fall backwards onto the camera? Um, it's not balanced. It's better to have the camera module on, on the, the bottom because bottom it's heavier. Yeah. So, which, yeah, slightly heavier. So that works. That's how I found it works a bit better. But, you know, in theory, I've got, there's a factory fitted screen protector on the, over the front screen of the phone, yeah. but you can't see it. It's so well fitted. And again, I've left that on because there's absolutely no point in taking that off. But the phone is pretty much, apart from that, it's a very, very thin bit of leather, uh, leather casing on the, on the rear. There's nothing else on it. Yeah. So it's the most unprotected phone I've probably ever had and the most expensive at the same time. So, yeah, I am trying to be a little bit careful of what I'm doing with it. But saying that, it's, I suppose it's that, you know, apprehension. You, you've got this natural fear. Oh, my God, this is, could be fragile, blah, blah, blah. But the more I've used it, the more I realise, actually, you know, it's so, the tolerances are excellent. It's so well the fit and finish, I think that's the best way of putting it, is so high that you just just use it as you mm. want, really, within within reason. I wouldn't take it down to the beach, and I certainly wouldn't go out in a, in a hailstorm or something. No, and I guess you've got a couple of lives on that screen, haven't you? You've got the initial peel-off plastic screen, which I know Samsung say that you should get them to remove, but I think, uh, you know, I hear on the internet that that, that is removable by hand as long as you're careful and then i think you get one free screen replacement do you over the next two years you in the first 12 months you get a subsidized cost i think it's 129 pounds i think is that so, different to the states no it's it's the it's, same it's, is a, it? it's a sub it's a free they call it free they're probably just doing it at cost so i'd imagine the screen might be really really expensive to do but you get one free someone free you get one lower cost replacement, which isn't too bad if you think about it. No. If you break, if you break a brand new iPhone, I think you need 600 quid or something. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if that middle screen wasn't a few hundred quid uh, to Samsung rather than 100 quid. So getting it replaced for 100 quid is probably quite good. Yeah, I'm not worried about that. But again, I think unless I was really unlucky or there was something even Samsung couldn't predict and actually a failure of the product, you know. Um, but I don't, you know, that's just, it's just something you don't see. And I've got to say that, you know, when I unboxed it, the unboxing experience is fantastic. And I think in the UK, we're quite lucky because I noticed in some of the unboxing videos, the first lot came were done from people that got review units in America and they were saying there were no um, buds, um, earphone earbuds in the box. But the UK boxes had the USB-C ear, um, ear, earphones or headset, which are very, very AKG ones, and they really sound great. Okay, so um, you've got your uh, screen open. You've, you've, you've trimmed your fingernails. Yes. Um, I guess the main sort of uh, question next is the crease. Yeah, so that's interesting. So I'll just describe my experience of, when you first unbox it, I say it's completely open. Well, I've got a quick question. I'm just going to jump in there because you say yeah. when you first bo- when you first unbox it, it's completely open. Do you think the screen has ever been folded at that point? Uh, that's a good question. I'd have thought so. Yeah, I must have tested it to a certain degree. Maybe not. I don't know. But they leave it unf- unfolded, and it's a it's the most amazing. It, I've never 
it's one of the few devices where I've opened the box and I've gone, whoa. Because what I do when I, I don't know what you do, whenever I get a delivery of any piece of tech, I set up my tripod, I get a camera on it, and always film the unbox, the unpackaging mm. of an item in case it was damaged. And okay. I thought that was just because you're a YouTuber, you're legally obliged to uh, video no, every just, unboxing. No, I, I, I do. that. That's um, that's more of not an unboxing, it's an unpackaging. And then it goes on to the unboxing. Then I might rebox it up and unbox it just for the YouTube video. But mm. this is just more, should there be you know, inherent fault, I've got evidence that, no, no, you sent me it. And when I got the box open, the thing was damaged. I've got yeah. proof. Um, I've only had to rely on that twice in 10 years. So it's not very common, but I just do it as a uh, you know matter of principle. But it's the first one where my natural reaction was, oh, oh, this is you know just like so taken aback. Yeah, none of the none of the videos I've watched can set you up to really give you an understanding as to what it is you're about to hold and witness. It just I had I don't know I had visions of it being bigger or smaller. You just don't realise the whole con- the whole thing until it's in front of you. Mm. It's just an astonishing experience. And the other thing is, despite its weight, which I think is something people will have to get used to, the actual front, the actual phone itself is quite narrow. Yeah. So you can actually hold it's just as well. You can hold it quite easily, and the front uh, display, you know, even though the keyboard is quite small, I find I can use that quite easily. I've I've set up. The front display, when I do, I have a video up on my YouTube channel this weekend, and you'll see that the front screen is set up like it was any other normal phone. All the folders are there, everything's set up as I would normally do, because I can interact with it. But then, you know, if I want to watch a movie or I want to just, you know, look at Twitter on the bigger bigger screen, yeah, Mm. it's there. But you did, I did, did, um, I haven't answered your question yet about crease, have I? Um... So I've just rambled on about anything. Yeah, no, go for it. This is all yeah, good I'm stuff. Try, I'm trying to um, detract from the answering there. No, it wasn't. Um, no, the crease. So the crease is there, obviously, and depending on the angle that you hold the phone in front of you, you either see it or you don't. And I find on lighter backgrounds, it goes much faster. And if you've got, if you're watching a movie, um, I don't know. I have watched have watched a whole movie on Netflix on it. Um, and it's it's there, but you just forget about it. And at certain angles, it's not there at all. So it's very dependent. If you're watching it off angle, you might see it more. Yeah. Um, but it's a non-issue, to be honest. It and really. How about your finger scanning across it? Well, I said I've used it quite a lot open, where I've been selecting text, you know, pushing down to select some text and copy and paste. I've done Adobe Lightroom Mobile. That doesn't. I need to fiddle with the aspect ratio on that because it's a bit weird at the moment. But I've been editing stuff, you know, photos um, on that uh, screen, no problem. So it's it's fine. It's 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 you know, it's got the keyboard and I'm typing away. It's it's just like an. Um, it's, it's honestly, that's the bit that's the most um, bizarre part. Is you don't you think it's going to be really fragile, but it's not as fragile as you think. Hmm. I think that I think I have to hold my hand up and admit that my eyesight isn't quite as good as it was sort of 20 years ago. I, I'm not one of these people that um, 
uh, their eyesight is getting particularly bad or their hearing is getting particularly bad. But I do realise now that I, you know, focusing on some of the very small fonts on a phone sometimes does stretch me a little bit. And I can imagine it being a very um, rewarding experience where you say, oh, I'm, I'm just scrolling through this timeline on the front of my phone. But, mm-hmm. you know, reading all this text is, is kind of straining my eyes a little bit. And with one flick of the wrist, you've opened it up. It's gone into a sort of a tablet mode. Everything's bigger, clearer, and you can sort of relax a little bit more in doing what you're doing. Is that is that a sort of a a workflow that goes on when you're sort of using it day to day? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I think the key question is, is do you see this fitting into your lifestyle? Is it, is it your primary phone now? I know that uh, uh, you're as guilty as anyone for sort of going through phones at quite a rate, but do you see the Fold 2 having uh, sticking around for a little bit? Yeah, I do. I think it's, it's really nice when you want to look at something on a sort of mini tablet display, and I find that really nice. And it's not—it's heavy, but it's only about thirty grams heavier than the Note Twenty Ultra or something like that, maybe forty. It's not life-changing, and the only thing I've got to be careful of is it's quite wet and humid and foggy where I live at times. And is that uh, lack of IP rating going to be a problem? Has anyone sort of made any comments on this? So I think the generally received wisdom these days is that companies like OnePlus, whilst they're not uh, IP certified, they're generally relatively well protected against, you know, rain and uh, moisture in the air and that sort of thing. I imagine there's got to be something they've done to it. But I think because of the hinge and they just don't want people to be... They they don't... They want to have a disclaimer that says, you know, there's no IP racing, so keep away dust and water. And to be honest, I think it's a bit of common sense. You know, if it was, you know, spitting of rain or a bit of drizzle and you thought that's an amazing moody shot, I'll just quickly nip out and take it. And as long as you didn't have rain coming at you horizontally at full throttle, you should be all right just for a really quick take photo and dash back in the car or something. Yeah. And that... And that screen then, in terms of day-to-day use, do you think you'll be mostly using it for the big single app experience or sort of multitasking two or three things on it at the same time? So far, I've done less multitasking and more big screen experience. Yeah, which is, I think, what I would imagine I would be using it for. And then um, on the media side, I guess it's quite a a square screen isn't it i don't know what the exact aspect ratio is but it's kind of closer to four by three than uh, 16 by nine yes that's correct it's probably pretty close to that it's, um but yeah i've watched netflix i've watched youtube you get the black bars and you're um, just accepting the black bars at the top and bottom basically yeah you do you have to so um but then when you hear how good this how good and loud the speakers are mm. you forget about the, the bars i guess the key is to you know Try and find lots of 80s sitcoms that you can watch uh, in glorious full screen. Yeah, but it's not too bad because on Netflix, you know, you can sit double tap the screen and it expands it slightly. So yeah. you can do that and it just has less black bars. Oh, okay. okay. So it's not, and you just lose a tiny bit, um, you know, on, on the edges because it, it's zoomed in a bit, but it's fine. Honestly, it's fine. Ah, okay. 
And uh, I guess the next question is uh, battery use. So how's how's the battery life on it? I, I imagine if you've got the main screen blaring all day, you might uh, make a dent in it. I don't know how the battery life is going to be because I only had it a very short amount of time. So the first day is not a, a day you should really count no. as because you're putting stuff in. I'd set it up from fresh. But on the first day, I ended with six hours screen on time and 25% battery left. So I thought that wasn't too bad. Yeah, that's and, pretty good, yeah. And today's the second day and I'm down... I've had three hours screen on time and I'm down to 60% battery left. Uh, that's pretty good as well, isn't it? It's, um, yeah, very good. So how does this compare to the device you had before, which was the... Uh... Uh, what was the biggest all singing all dancing phone until that one came along the lg note 20 ultra if i've got that name right no the samsung no. galaxy note 20 ultra I, did i you've say got lg, LG. Yeah, i got, got lg on got the LG, brain yeah you've got lg in your brain haven't you? uh, just uh <laughs> keeping up the character that's good yeah, yeah. i love it <laughs> so how, how does it compare to the to the samsung note 20 ultra it's a different beast altogether the ultra is fantastic. It's a fantastic phone with the S Pen, which I actually do miss. Um, the cameras on the Ultra were out of this world. They, the quality of the shots that I was knocking out of that thing was unbelievable. I mean, I shared a large number on Twitter, for example, and it just left me, you know, you go out and I think, okay, I'll go and take some sunrise shots this morning, get up nice and early. So I go down, take about 40, 50 shots, and I think, okay, let's just go through these. I'm sure they're not going to be, there'll just be a few out of that 40 or 50. And I'm mm. going through them, I'm thinking, which one do I delete? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're all really good. Um, and then I'm thinking, wow, these just turning out much better. Maybe I'll just stay still, wait for a, a seagull to fly into shot to make it even more interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the camera, and then you've got the zoom. So when you've had the ability to do two or three times zoom, very high quality, but then have five times optical zoom with the periscope zoom, suddenly you can do shots that you just couldn't dream of getting that good a quality at that distance. I was at uh, Painton Zoo and I was photographing um, all sorts of animals that you just wouldn't get. And I did go to Paint and Zoo when I had the Huawei P, uh, P40 Pro, mm. which does have also a very good zoom lens. And I compared the shots. And when I was um, went with Huawei, I had better sun, I had more daylight. It was, it was brighter, so it had it could focus a lot easier because it's a much brighter day. And when I went with the um, Note 20 Ultra, it was overcast. But the, the photos that the Note uh, did on the five times in was were better quality than the Huawei. Okay, so, so do you go along with this sort of statement that the the Note Twenty Ultra is a progression on the Samsung cameras, which have always been slipping behind? I'd say in the last few years, you know, over sharpening, over processing, getting foliage and grass wrong, and that sort of thing. Is it? Are you saying that it's it, it has stepped forward on the Note Twenty? Yeah, but again, that's personal preference, I suppose, the processing. Some people like that. 
if all I can say is that some of that sharpening or processing is sort of Samsung look, inverted commas, yeah. if you're printing that out, which I have done, one or two of the photos that I took, I have printed um, and framed, they come, they print really well because of the processing. Yeah. If you're, if you're putting on a 50-inch 4K TV, they look fantastic for the same reason again. So, And on social media, the shots, look they stand out. Mm. But they aren't as heavily processed as the S20 Ultra shots. And they are better quality than the S20 shots. And the focusing, because of the setup, the laser autofocus is a lot better on the Note 20 Ultra than the S20 Ultra. Okay. And I know that uh, you got the UK uh, Note 20 Ultra, so you were sort of wading into the whole Exynos and Snapdragon debate. Um, You've obviously had um, the Snapdragon 865 in the Fold 2 now, as well as the, I can't remember what the exact Exynos is that they put into the Note 20 Ultra 990. 990. Um, What's your takeaway? Um, I've actually, the Fold 2 has the 865 Plus. Ah, okay. Okay, yeah. I don't think it matters too much. But it's difficult because they're two different phones. I think the Exynos battery was nowhere near as bad as I thought it would be. In fact, on some days, it was was incredible. I think with the Exynos, it's when you start using high-performance parts of the phone, say camera being one, it can drain the battery quicker. But then... What the phone does, so it's very, I think you can get, people look at their battery life and think, oh, it's going down really quickly. But with the uh, Exynos or the Note 20 Ultra, what it used to do, it would appear to drain faster down to about 60%. Yeah. And then after that, it it didn't drain as fast. So I suddenly think, oh, this is not going really well. And yet I get to 11 p.m. that night and I've still got 20% left and I've had six hours screen on time. Yeah. So what gives? So I think it's, it, I thought you know I think the Snapdragon is is, is better optimized now. I've had this Fold too, but it's not really comparing the same same thing. If you think about the size of the screen on the Note Twenty Ultra, you're using the full big screen every time you turn it on. Mm. Um, I don't know. It's it's an interesting one, but it's not. You know, it w- was a phone that I could use for the whole day, and even when I suddenly thought this is draining really fast, um, because I was using the camera to take hundreds of photos, it actually ended up being that I could go the whole day, yeah. and it, it was fine, but it just seemed to go faster from 100 to 60 when you were really hammering it. Yeah, I think that's a key That's a key thing to remember, isn't it, that uh, these battery meters on phones are not linear. You know, they uh, go from 100 down to zero in whatever fashion the... Uh, phone's operating system wants to do that in it could be mm. you know some phones keep it at 100 for quite a while i think the is it the iphone that tends to do that keep it 100 for a little bit perhaps a bit a little bit longer than uh, uh you know chemically speaking the battery is actually performing at uh, yeah. and then it'll sort of creep down a little bit quicker but then again i think the iphone seems to linger on that last one or two percent quite a long time as well so um it really is up to the phone how it wants to present its battery life back to the user, isn't it? Well, I know when I went to uh, Paint and Zoo, and I had um, my, I had Ellie with me, and I said, oh, look, right, I've just um, got to the zoo. Well, there's some lovely flamingos. Do you want to take, take a photo? And she took her iPhone out and it said, oh, it's got a low battery warning. 
And I said, oh, what's the uh, percentage? So I swiped down 1%. <laughs> so, oh, no. It, it did last, you know, a little bit, but not for long. No. Oh, well. Okay, Gavin, I'm going to ask you now what your thoughts are of the uh, LG Wing. So, you know, Samsung's obviously got its uh, fancy folding screens and uh, its big screens. um, And LG are trying to get in on the action with their um, screen cases where you've got like the little um, sort of duplicate screen on the left side and the phone on the right side. Um, And you've got the new swiveling screen, the, the LG Wing um, now that you've sort of played about with uh, folding phones a little bit, do you think there's anything to this or is it just uh, sort of a, a little gimmick that, uh, you know, that they're just sort of playing about with? Well, it, before they launched it, I thought gimmick, 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 gimmick. And yeah. then they did the YouTube uh, launch. I didn't see it live, but I watched it afterwards. And it was probably one of the best uh, sort of, video presentations about this product I've seen in a long time. Really, really good. Actually showed you why you would want to have this phone and how you would use it. Lots of good benefits as opposed to features. There's a lot of features on the phone. I think it's quite good, actually. Yeah. I actually quite like what I see. It's like, you know, even the fact they've got a gimbal camera and that when you swivel the screen, so the screen faces use landscape and you've got like a T the bottom part of the screen still, and that's got like a joystick, touch joystick control to operate the gimbal. That's so cool. Yeah. I think uh, the question that seems to be, you know, well, who who is this for? But I think the answer to that is someone who wants an LG wing, you know, and I I can see it's like a nice little toy. It's a, it is a bit of a gimmick, but I can see people buying it and showing it off um, in a similar way to sort of like the folding phone. If you get a folding phone, um, there's going to be not necessarily yourself, but there's going to be people out there that are by the folding phone just to show off, you know, take it out of the pocket unfold the phone big screen isn't this impressive and everyone will say yeah that's really great let me have a go this is really fantastic i think the same thing sort of applies to the lg wing they've got some great use cases for it as you say with the sort of the gimbalized camera on it um so i actually think it seems a little bit big for my liking that's the only thing that i would be a bit hesitant 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 about it and also it seems to have a bit of a waterfall screen which i'm not hugely keen on but Apart from that, I think it's uh, it looks like a bit of fun, doesn't it? That's it. I think you know, no more boring rectangles. Yeah. <laughs> and I, mean, I wouldn't I think... want to drop. I wouldn't want to drop it when it was in the T formation for fear that the top screen would ping off. But well, they, don't they say it's got? It's still got IP rating, and it's is it drop proof or there's some? Well, the, it's yeah. not. As, it's not as weak as you think. The LGs do have this uh, military drop thing, don't they? Where they. Mm. Um, I mean, I've never dropped any of my LGs because uh, they they feel quite light. They feel light, but also they don't necessarily feel like they look too good after smashing into some concrete. But um, at least LG think about it when they're building uh, their phones. So yeah, I think it's I think uh, LG. I was a little bit skeptical of their new strategy uh, mm. because the velvet's not really for me because it seems to be <sighs> same as the V60, a bit of a copy of Samsung. And not necessarily playing to LG's strengths of the previous couple of generations, which were sort of cameras, videos, uh, headphone jacks, um, etc. 
Um, but this this LG wing, I think, is uh, a little bit of fun. And if it, you know, if I had the money or it was a, a decent price, I, I might be tempted to give it a go. I think it'd be quite fun to play about with that camera and everything. Yeah, I think it, I, I do think that's it. It's the fun factor, and it's using thinking outside the box. Whoever had the idea to do it, good, you know, good on them because it's yeah, just yeah. it's 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 different. I imagine there was a lot of negativity in this sort of tech world about this phone before the official launch. And I noticed after everyone had seen um, the actual launch uh, video and LG were very clever because they got some pretty uh, big YouTubers or famous people to actually um, take, you know, do a lot of the talking. So suddenly it got everyone's attention and they're sort of... uh, this thing's gimmicky, it's rubbish, became, well, I'd love to see this, this looks great. Yeah, yeah. There was a complete turnaround on people's attitude, and I think it's the mind space, isn't it? It's Yeah, yeah. It is the mind space. But if you, unfortunately, you know, LG's got to sell this online with things like YouTube and stuff like that because yeah, yeah. there's no shops to where you can walk in and buy it or see true, it. True, yeah, true. It would, it would be quite a spectacular thing to have in the shops, wouldn't it? Um, it would be a... A nice gimmick to have in the shops in the same way that the uh, the fold is. Totally, totally. So, conclusion then, uh, Gav, is this the future? Are we are we going to be seeing folding phones from here on in? I think there's going to be a lot of experimentation, and I think we will see lots of innovation. I think we're only just starting, and I know some of the generations ahead, some of the rumoured technology is just really, really good. So, yeah, I think we're going to see a lot more folding devices. And, and maybe some rotating devices. <laughs> and some rotating, some pull-out devices where you, the screen slides out from underneath. All sorts. Yeah, it could um, be fun, couldn't it? It'd be very fun. Even displays on, you know, take a normal phone, it'll have a secondary display on the back for doing selfies and stuff like that. There'll be so much sort of innovation. Yeah. No, I think uh, hopefully it's the it's a dawn of a... Uh, an exciting form factor age. So cool. Okay. So obviously you're Gavin's gadgets on YouTube. Uh, what are your handles on uh, uh, Twitter and uh, everywhere else? So basically I use my website, gavinsgadgets.com. Twitter is Gavin's gadgets. And if you want to find me quickly on YouTube, you put in youtube.com forward slash C for cat forward slash Gavin's gadgets. And that's it. Brilliant. Okay, well, hopefully uh, we'll speak to you soon and uh, maybe you'll either still have the Fold 2 or you'll be on to the Fold 3. <laughs> I think there'll be a while before that happens, but you never know with me. Cool, brilliant. Have Bye. a good evening, Gavin. See you soon. Yeah, cheers, Jan. Thanks a lot. Cheers, mate. Bye-bye. Bye.